Chapter 33. Bucket Lists. Commences with a quote by Mr. Butterton. We on the stage speak of things imaginary as if they were real, and you in the pulpit speak of things real as if they were imaginary. The story is told of a highly respected business consultant who was asked to visit a large corporation and give a report on how best to reduce costs, improve efficiencies and increase profits. After days of detailed tours of the operations and discussions with many of its employees, he returned to the CEO's office. Well, what are your recommendations? asked the CEO. Just one small change, the consultant replied. Reaching into his pocket, he pulled out a small piece of notepaper with my to-do list written across the top and the numbers one to six down the left margin. Give 50 copies of this page to each employee and explain that from this afternoon onwards, they are to religiously do the following, the man said. At the end of each day's work, they are to write the six most important tasks that they need to complete on their next shift. Only the highest priority tasks, okay? The CEO looked puzzled, but agreed. The consultant continued. As soon as they commence work the next day, they are to pick up their list and start working on the first task until it is done. Once it is complete, they are to cross it off the list and start on the second task until it is done, and so on. If they get to the end of the day and have not finished all six tasks, then the unfinished ones go to the top of the next day's list. The CEO was taken aback by the simplicity of the advice and more than a little frustrated as he knew how much the consultant's hourly fees were. Hesitantly, he asked, what do we owe you for this advice? Nothing at all, replied the consultant. Just put the system into practice, monitor the results, and send me a payment in six months' time for what you think the idea is worth. With that said, he left. Six months later, he received a significant payment from the CEO, much higher than his normal hourly fees, along with a letter of sincere appreciation. I know the real value of this simple practice, as we have used it in our businesses for many years. Handwritten to-do lists are one of the simplest yet least used business improvement systems available. A few years ago, I read of a conversation that apparently occurred between the Archbishop of Canterbury and a celebrated actor, Mr Butterton, in 1675. The Archbishop had asked Butterton why actors in a play affect their audiences so powerfully by speaking of things imaginary, while ministers of the gospel often affect their congregations so little by speaking of things real. With due submission to your grace, replied the actor, permit me to say that the reason is plain. It lies in the power of enthusiasm. We on the stage speak of things imaginary as if they were real, and you in the pulpit speak of things real as if they were imaginary. This challenged me as I compared my business life with my spiritual life. Why is it that I have so much energy to invest and a daily to-do list for my secular work, but much less energy and no to-do list for my spiritual life? Why do I so easily succumb to the media's beckoning to create and live my very own bucket list when I know full well that the most amazing experiences in the universe can't even be known on this earth? And how can I really believe in heaven if I don't have a list of things that I plan to do as soon as I get there? As a result, I now have an expanding to-do list in the front of my Bible. Things I'm going to do when I get to heaven. They include sitting at Jesus' feet, 
just to absorb his presence. Eating a tree of life fruit salad. Bear hugging a monstrous polar bear. Enrolling in the 10,000 year course How the Trinity Works 101. Asking Mary how she knew Jesus could turn water into wine, even though we have no record of him having ever done a miracle before that day. And meeting anyone who is there due in some very small way to my having influenced his or her life on earth. And the list goes on. What a privilege it is going to be to spend eternity meeting people who are in heaven because the Lord, regardless of our sinfulness and failings, used us as a tool to love them to him. Do we need any more motivation than that to store up our treasures in heaven? Is there anything on this earth that should attract us more than the promise of spending eternity with Jesus Christ? There shouldn't be. Let's not get distracted by the pleasures, experiences and acquisitions of this temporary world. Let's take the money we were going to splurge on our bucket lists and send it on ahead. In fact, let's also take the money that we were going to spend on living just that level or two higher than our peers and send it on ahead. Let's stretch our finances heavenward.